I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I I say about it that was in the nation about, you know, trying to drop my accent unsuccessfully and then kind of realizing how unsavory that was. Like, if you're going to think I'm a moron because I sound like this, you know, now fuck you. You know, like, I mean, what a boring world, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have to, like, get rid of it. Like, it's just going to be boring. So I kind of, like, you know, I made, I embrace it. it. I embraced it. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that registers on the higher end of the Kinsey scale. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with writer and storyteller Tara Clancy about divorce. Uh, Tara is the author of the book The Clancy of Queens, and her writing has appeared in the New York Times, New York Times Magazine, The Nation, and the Paris Review. She's a frequent host of the Moth live shows, a Grand Slam champ, and has told stories on the Moth Radio Hour, NPR Snap Judgment, and Risk. And she played herself in HBO's Girls, which is pretty cool, and is a recurring panelist on a show I love, NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Tara, we're so excited to have you here. Hi, how are you? <laughs> this is great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the accent is yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenal. It's great. Thank you very much. I, I feel like uh, you don't hear a good New York accent right. as much anymore. Yeah, as much you really as don't. Like. No, yeah, you don't. Unless you go to like Florida. You know? yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, basically. Right. You have to go. Yeah. <laughs> we're gone. I mean, it's we have Jersey. Yeah, yeah, Jersey, Long Island, but yeah, we're gone. Actually, I am the. 
So I have exactly 41st cousins. I oh, have wow. a huge, huge family, but I'm the last remaining member of my family to still live in New York City. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Where'd everyone go? They kind of scatter everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. You know, Georgia, you know, the Florida, uh-huh. I mean, Jersey, but yeah, everybody has left the city. That's oh. it. It's just me. So last night, I went to a surprise wedding. Yeah. I wasn't expecting amazing. that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a surprise. Was it a surprise for you or the people getting married? Like, you're like, right? fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was a very confusing thing. So a comedian um, friend of mine is moving to San Diego with her boyfriend, who's also a comedian, and they were having a going away party. So I went there and it was at this karaoke bar in the uh, East Village mm-hmm. and they were doing a duet together and then past guest uh, Elsa Waith was there Yeah, and Elsa turns to me and says, she's going to propose to him. And I said, what? And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I have like chills. I'm freaking out. I'm getting emotional. I yeah. have my phone ready. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, she's going to propose. This is crazy. And then apparently she was just telling people she was going to propose so that they would show up and not leave. Because one of my other friends was like, oh, I had a spot tonight, but I canceled my spot so I could stay. I'm like, oh, that's nice of you. You're a good friend. Mm -hmm. And then it was because she said she was proposing. So she was like, don't go anywhere. So at the end of the song, she goes, Alex, I have a question to ask you. And he's like, what is that, Corey? And she said, can you buy my next beer? And we're all like really confused. And Elsa's like, I think she chickened out. I think she chickened out. And then the next time, then all of a sudden there's like organ music or something starts playing and this guy takes the mic and then is like a ordained minister and just marries them right there. And we're all all like, what? And Alex is like pulling out a ring. I was like, wait, what is happening? (laughs) That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. I yeah. didn't expect uh, to that's go, you know that's go the way to do night. it. Yeah. No fuss, no bullshit leading up to it. Like yeah, you know, just let's just do it in front of people. Yeah, if, just I, being ever, in a bar, if I were to get married, I think I would do that. And it's like all your friends who cared enough to go to your going away party, which I never go to going away parties. <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> to get, I, and you would miss out to on get the me out of the house if I don't I, have to you know, work. This is like just I feel like this is straight people trying to beat lesbians. <laughs> Right? Like, they're like, yeah, you all watch yeah. this shit, motherfuckers. Yeah. We're going to get married right here. You know what? Now I'm mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now, it's not cute anymore. <laughs> I know what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. I thought my elopement was a, I know, was right? a fun little surprise. Boy, but, were you man, wrong? I know. It's just top. That's um, great. Well, that's cool. Good yeah. for them. So another fun thing is that I actually brought a friend along who mm-hmm. also obviously didn't know that there was going to be a wedding, but I had a friend in from out of town for a funeral. And this friend of mine, our friendship is based on the fact that we live parallel lives. Mm-hmm. Meaning like there's just a weird number of coincidences that have kept us compelled to keep in touch over the years, even though we've never lived in the same city. So we met after a No Doubt concert (laughs) when we were 19 that we both attended the concert by ourselves. Great. In Boston, in a city that we weren't like living in at the time. Yeah. Um, And then had it was a little bit outside of Boston. We had to take the train back to Boston, the commuter rail or whatever. Mm -hmm. We were... um, 
just standing there waiting and started making small talk and then decided to sit together on the train and realize, so she's from Montreal. Mm -hmm. I was born in Montreal. She was attending uh, Concordia University where my dad was a professor. And uh, weird. Her mom is French Mm -hmm. and her dad is American where my dad is French and my mom is American. Um, Our birthdays are two days apart. So we're like, oh, man, this is so crazy, whatever we're yeah. talking. We um, exchange our live journal usernames because oh that's God. the time. <laughs> that's this is the timeline, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> live uh, journal. <laughs> so I'm telling this story to my, my girlfriend after it happens. I'm like, it's so crazy. I met this girl. Like, we have all this stuff in common. We swap live journal names. And my ex was like the jealous type, right? So she I was going to say, how did she feel about that? She went real live, deep. She's like, live journal, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she went real deep into my friend's live journal and then came back to me and said, you didn't tell me she was a lesbian. I'm like, I didn't know she was a lesbian. I'm like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. This is so crazy. We were both like, because we were both talking about like um, the person we were seeing, but without using pronouns. Oh, and, those days. You know, you yeah. Just, yeah. Met a stranger on the train and yeah. you're not right. going to be like, I'm a, a big dyke. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, so then we had that in common. Then it was like, I moved to Atlanta eventually. Well, her grandmother lived in Atlanta, so she had, you know, reason to be there. Just like weird overlapping things. We got um, married-ish around the same time. Our, um, this is my first wife, Mm -hmm. had the same exact birthday as her wife. What? Wow. Both like blonde lesbians with like the same style of like black rimmed glasses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys had a type. <laughs> right? And then uh and then we both got divorced around the same time. But we don't keep in touch enough that we know what the right. other person's doing and we know what she's doing, right? She's doing a radio show. Yeah, she's doing yeah. a podcast yeah. right now with she a person a from Queens with a yeah. New York accent. That's yeah. I mean, she doing. is in Queens right now. This is like so the gentlest episode of Black Mirror yeah. ever. <laughs> right? huh. So it's just like this really uh, weird thing. So we've like kept in touch for for years since uh-huh. since I was nineteen. And, oh, man. and we're like if one of us wins the lottery you right fucking go buy a ticket yeah <laughs> this is crazy you tell uh, me the, well you gotta like tell her before you buy the ticket but go buy a ticket yeah, yeah. Doing this. Have do i have this a together. feeling yeah well cool so she so she's here and yeah you guys she's went here to a wedding. yeah and we went to a wedding all right yeah that's awesome it's one more thing in common that's great know. There's even like a list of of weirder things, but yeah. it's yeah, this weird parallel life friend who is lovely and single now. I'm telling her look out for beautiful Peruvian women yes. because I mean that would I be a, that's, yeah. yeah that's that's coming for yeah. her. It has to be. I think that's coming. <laughs> um, and yeah, so cool. That's, well, I'm happy for you. What's going that's on great. With me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do much this weekend. I uh, am switching jobs right now, so I kind of like. I'm I'm sort of in this weird like in between. I'm starting at a new job this week today actually, but uh so I've had this sort of like little fun employment thing happening for the last week or so. That's it's nice. not that fun though. No. I don't like the term fun employment. It's not fun. Yeah. It's fun if you have money, but if yeah. you don't, it sucks. It's yeah. a little, little bit of anxiety involved there. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I've just been kind of having having a good time. Nothing crazy. Being very lazy at home and I'm really thankful for it. So it's been good. But nice. Anywho, yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw um, Black Klansman. 
Oh, how was it? So good. Yeah? Okay. I know. So I've good. heard really good I things about that. Spike Lee wins all of it, all the awards. All, all the awards for it. Um, it was very good. And then I saw trailers for um, two movies that I want to mention, um, The the Hate You Give, mm-hmm. which is based on a novel, and it's about um, cops killing oh, black people great. unarmed That's and stuff. It was, I was, like, crying during the trailer. <laughs> yeah. It was very emotional. But Amanda uh, Stenberg is in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Who I didn't realize actually came out yeah. as gay-gay. Oh, I knew okay. she, she came out as, like, pansexual yeah, before. Yeah. She was very young. Yeah. And now... She's yeah. gayer and wiser. Great. So great. <laughs> um, and then a trailer for the movie Boy Erased, which is um, uh, about conversion mm, therapy. Yeah. And that's also based on a novel. And we'll be having the author of the novel, because it's his mm-hmm. memoir. He's going to be a guest on the podcast at the end of September. Oh, so I'm very perfect. excited about that. That's awesome. Nice. All right. Cool. Now let's talk about divorce. Oh, unless, please. Unless you want to let's talk about your it. weekend. <laughs> no, I don't. It's just so nice to hear people talk about movies because I, I have two kids. So I'm like, have you seen Teen Titans Go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hotel Transylvania yeah. 3, the 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah. You know? that, that is my Do you have to see reality. the first two Hotel Transylvanias to really get the plot of the third? <laughs> you do. It's that Are you lost it's if you don't? Yeah, yeah you, you'd really be gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Be able that's to great. Keep up. Um, yeah, yeah. That's my life. You know, yeah. I, have two, I have two sons. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. My sister, whenever I go to her house, it's like I have seen Minions now. Mm. I think fifteen times. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen all the Despicable Me movies multiple times. That yeah. seems to be a, a favorite. Um, the Incredibles is starting to get into the play, Finding Dory. The Incredibles is awesome. Yeah. The Incredibles, the, actually, I really did like that. And yeah. The Incredibles 2 finally came out. I want to see like that. 15 years later or yeah. whatever. It's like some ridiculous yeah. amount of time. Yeah. And my kids were just disgusted. They were like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why has it taken this long? <laughs> yeah. Mom. It's taken their whole lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah more than, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like like uh, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory too. Those. Oh my god! So good. A big stretch apart. I mean, give me Ellen in every animated movie, right? And I'm in. (laughs) That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. So divorce. Divorce. I've had one. Uh, Well, I was. I was the only. I have not had one. I'm the only one in the room that hasn't. But I come from a family full of them. Yeah. So. That's been it's been a tradition in my family actually. It's yeah. a nice little thing that we do. Everybody, <laughs> literally everyone, gets a divorce. I mean, here's the thing that I'll say, right? If we want, if we want to go there, but the thing about you know, I was so I I can I'll say this. I'm 38. I have an eight year old and a five year old, and that feels in New York City. I'm a little young, and then you add on that like the Butch thing, and everyone yeah. thinks I'm 16. So everyone thinks about <laughs> me. you know, I, they think I'm the nanny of these kids, uh-huh. and then you know, I'm basically like about 10 years younger than the rest of the parents on average in my kids' class. Right? Oh, okay. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm on the young. Because people wait, you know, until they're 40 usually to have. Right, right. Yeah, it wasn't until I moved to New York that I saw so many pregnant women with gray hair. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. Yeah, Yeah. it's a a coastal, it's like the New York, California thing, right, where you are, for the most part, getting married in your late 30s, like having your babies around that time. And so I am like, you know, I I am significantly younger. Um, And had these kids and got married, like before my people in my group of friends and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I have to say that there was a there's a there was a feeling a certain pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're the first. I mean, I think my ex wife was you know six months pregnant with my first son when 
our, we could be married in New York State. Yeah. Uh, and then it wasn't until my second son was born that we, our marriage was recognized federally, right? Yeah. So, like, we felt like we were making the road by walking kind of thing. Um, but then also that the, the pressure was high, right? Yeah. It was like, all right, well, you mm-hmm. asked for this. So now, <laughs> yeah. you know. You better use it. You better yeah. be perfect. You know, yeah. like, you are the standard now yeah. for yeah. all lesbians who are married with children. Like, you've asked for this, now you have to do it. And I think that that... Um, so divorce for us is, and I don't know if you agree, but, you know, there I, I had to deal with that feeling of like, oh, oh my God, I've let my people down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was this feeling that, and I was trying to shake it because I was like, you know, in reality, people probably don't care and mm-hmm. uh, I shouldn't let this bother me, but it was like, oh, great. Now I'm contributing to this statistic of yeah. like people being like, oh, we gave... We gave the gays marriage, and they're right. already ruining it. But right. the straight people ruined it right. yeah. first. So <laughs> we're just it. keeping up. We, well, now, and then, on, you know, in truth and in our defense, but when you have that kind of pressure, like, I mean, amongst some other things that were wrong in my relationship, I think one of the interesting things that happened was we were fighting from the beginning, right? Like, we okay. were fighting. We were fighting to get married. We were, like, mm-hmm. fighting to, like, you know, be that, you know, you know, run around. We had to get married in Connecticut. We had to come back. We fought to have kids. I had to go to the hospital to make sure they had the the new form had just come out that yeah. I could be listed on my son's birth certificate. My, wow. my older son is one of the, maybe the first hundred kids ever to have two women listed on his birth certificate at birth yeah, uh, as opposed to like an amended thing. Yeah. And so we're doing, you're doing all this fighting, you know, you're yeah. fighting all the time. And finally, kind of for us, the fight was over. Yeah. Um, like, right, we look, all right, yeah. these kids are in school, they're doing well, everything's fine for us personally, like, you know, in our careers and our lives, like things were going well. And we look yeah. at each other, and we're like, I have nothing left to fight for. Yeah. And that was maybe the glue, you know, that Mm -hmm. was maybe what had kept us together, you know, for, for a while was Mm -hmm. like just kind of being in this fight. And so once the fight was done, you were like, all right, well, good luck. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, you know, go forth into this nicer, easier world. And, uh, and that's it. You know, um, I mean, I've, I've thought about that a lot, you know, I had this joke that I used to tell right after my Divorce because, you know, when you're a stand-up comic, you just bring everything yeah. on stage with you and yeah. trying to figure out how to make divorce funny. But when I got divorced, maybe five other lesbians I knew were also getting a divorce uh-huh. like the mm-hmm. same year. And it was this weird thing. I'm like, all these marriages are ending. And I was like, I, I think there are a lot of bad gay marriages because it was a new thing. People got excited and nobody wants to be the friend who's like, maybe you guys shouldn't get married because then you just sound like a homophobe. It's like, right. you no, know, it's true. Everybody's so excited for yeah. gay people to, I mean, not everybody, but everybody yeah. progressive. It was so excited that we could get married that everybody was like cheerleading. Yeah. You know, nobody was going to be like, whoa, maybe you're moving too fast or yeah. I don't know if that's the right person for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we all just like entered Because no one wants unions. to hear that. That's like, and that yeah. goes for like straight people too. Like no one wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear. Yeah. This person might not be right for you because then you're the asshole, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and that's yeah. I I I, I kind of feel because I have I have sort of a mixed feeling about marriage in general. I don't know that I want it mm-hmm. ever. Like mm-hmm. I just it just to me I again because I come from a family where all of the marriages, all of the first marriages have failed, and 
my parents are both in, in good uh, marriages now, and my um, my sister was very lucky to get out of the marriage that she was in, so it, divorce was a good thing for her. So I've I I don't consider divorce to be failure. I think it's overall, if you think about it, it's like oh good, you know, like when I hear people are getting divorced, like oh okay great yeah. because you've you've decided yeah. that you'll be happier yes without each other yeah we should be more. I feel like we should kind of celebrate them a little bit. You know, yes. like I think there should be like the stigma around it is really unfair. Well, I think a- Amy Poehler in her book was talking about how difficult it was when she mm-hmm. went through her divorce. And um, a thing, it's, it's like when you're going through a divorce, it is it's very hard emotionally. It takes a, a huge toll. You know, you get so close to somebody mm-hmm. and their whole family and your lives are completely intermingled so to to like rip that apart Mm -hmm. it's it's a pretty big wound but because it's such a common thing you feel like you really can't have this like pity party for yourself because it's such a like common everyday thing but she also said that um she doesn't view it getting divorces having had an unsuccessful marriage because she's like oh i had two kids um, yeah, we were together yes. this many years. Oh, yeah. It's a chapter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a successful marriage. It just wasn't a forever one, right? You know, something can be successful and not last forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because yeah, there are people who are married. I mean, yeah. and- sure, every relationship. You know, I think you know, it's like relationships are kind of like the you know, they're like like mayonnaise or something. You know, something that has an expiration date that you don't check a lot. You know. <laughs> I don't know what you don't that lift it over and look at the you. Yeah. yeah you know like the milk you check the main is you know, yeah. you know every single one of them ha- I feel like ha- has has one I yeah. mean that certainly didn't but that didn't bother me at all you know I mean it's what's interesting too just to go back a little bit is that I think in a way. Yes, there's the one hand, lots of gays went out and got married because we could, and that was exciting. But on the other hand, for for me and my ex-wife, like we wanted these children, and the only way to protect them, the mm-hmm. only yeah. way for me to be on that birth certificate yep. was if we were married. So yeah. I'm like, way to go, straight people. You forced us to get married, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> First you didn't want us to, yeah. and now you're like, you must, like in order to protect these children. Like, yeah. you know, um, so, because I would be, I would be like you. I would yeah. not be somebody who, uh, you know, needs to be married. Yeah. I yeah. could do, you know, I could do the European be together for a right. million years if it works out that way and I didn't need the piece of paper I certainly don't need the government involved in my in my life but my hand was forced you right. know, to yeah. have the kids to protect the kids um, I, I needed I needed the marriage you know so you have yeah. to that's interesting that they that they wouldn't because like heterosexual people who produce a child don't have to be married to both be listed on the birth certificate right right like, is that, and, yeah Yes, it makes sense. The but. way that you write, the way that it works, though, and this is a state by state thing, but it's like in New York, if you are a pregnant woman who shows up in the hospital and you're married, right? Whoever you are married to is listed on the birth certificate as the other parent of that child, mm-hmm. right? Now, that also may not be true, no matter who you yeah. are, right? Like, if you're two women, okay, fine. Yeah. If you're a man or woman, you don't know, right? You're right. Like, yeah. For all you know, that guy, like, fucking exactly. the UPS dude, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. But she's For married, know, right. so that just instantly goes down. That's that's kind of okay. the standard. Yeah. Um, that is not the way it is everywhere. But that is how it was in New York. And that was the weird little loophole that allowed my son to be one of these first hundred kids ever to have, you know, two mm-hmm. women listed on his birth certificate because his his biological mom, who was my ex-wife, was married to me. And so mm-hmm. I had to go on that birth certificate. Okay, right? yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah that's still... I mean, that, that was part of the reason because I, I thought that I wanted kids with, 
my ex-wife mm-hmm. and once we realized that our marriage, you know, maybe wasn't as great mm-hmm. uh, as we had anticipated it would be, we both decided maybe we don't want kids mm-hmm. together. Um, but part of getting married was thinking, oh, well, I'm going to have a family and I want those legal protections. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a huge benefit. Now, and I would also say, so in one hand, having the kids made me get married and having the kids also made me get divorced because, um, you know, you hear that kids, you hear that, <laughs> you ready? Uh, no, not because I didn't, uh, didn't know because I went, wait, wait for it. Give me a minute. Here. I was like, it was, I was it was their fault. <laughs> right? Um, no, it, because when you're married to somebody, suddenly you have kids, right? There's like, now there's a third wing of your relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've yeah. got the relationship as lovers, you've got the relationship as friends, and then you have the relationship as co-parents. Yeah. And that relationship as co-parents suddenly, like, you know, trumps all the rest. That yeah. becomes the most important of your relationships. And sure. so when, you know, in, in with my ex, you know, it was like the, the lovership was dying. That mm-hmm. branch of the tree was dying. And we sort of had to step back and say, if we don't cut this branch off, it's going to rot the other two. Mm-hmm. And that oh, you wow. can't yeah. do. Like this, like suddenly, you know, the standard's a little bit higher, right? Yeah. If we didn't have kids, you go, oh, well, the whole thing's going down in flames anyway. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, we, we can like ride this thing out and see what happens. But with the kids, we're like, you know, we kind of, we almost preemptively, you know, had yeah. to say, nope, no way. We cannot fuck with the friendship. We can't fuck with the co-parent relationship. And if we're getting resentful because, you know, we don't necessarily feel super in love anymore and that part isn't working, too bad, it's got to go, you know? Yeah. Um, and so in that way, I mean, like having yeah. the kids, you know, sort of made, made us protect our relationship yeah. as friends and co-parents. And I would say that's actually very successful Absolutely. and a very smart and mature thing to do. So, yeah. it's, you know. It's probably something that more people should do. I always think it's interesting when people say that, well, we stayed together for the kids. It's like, well, that's not, you're not happy together. Yeah. That's not oh, good for them. And kids really at a young age can sense that they feel they the vibes of unhappiness. And it's yeah. really, I mean, as a child from divorced parents who probably, sh- well, they never should have been married at all, but, uh, <laughs> the, but you know, two people who got divorced at when they should have. But I, I remember like the tension of being in a house when the parents mm-hmm. fucking hate each other mm-hmm. is unbearable. Yeah. And I was only like 10 when they got divorced. And I remember being yeah. so relieved about it. And so like, you know, like the narrative and movies and stuff was like, oh, these kids and they, you know, the parents got divorced and it was the worst thing that happened to them. And I never got that when I was a kid. I never understood why that was a bad thing. I was like, oh, wow, that's good. Oh, good. Me too. Like, isn't it great? Like, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, like. the same. My parents. I was like, thank yeah, God. Thank fucking yeah. God. It was the exactly. best thing they could have done yes. for us. I never really thought about that. But movies and shows always movies portray always, it. Like the, like the kids yeah. are sad about it. I used to beg my mom to get a divorce and she she wouldn't yeah and they separated once i went to college still not divorced they live in different countries they just <laughs> won't anytime i bring yeah. it up i'm like maybe get a maybe file the paperwork and yeah. she's like no don't know it's 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 fine I'm like, all right <laughs> no. no yes i mean i think and maybe d- just to make sure i say it right in case my kids ever ever hear this but it's like <laughs> i got divorced for my kids for them. not yeah. because of my kids right. yeah, but yeah, yeah. for them Absolutely. because i was like they, you know, and you spin that. Everyone comes to you and they go crazy. What are you going to say to your kids? You get into what? What are you going to tell them? What are you going to tell them? And every, in at every turn, we made it positive, right? So yeah. the kids said, "Well, why are you doing this?" And we we're like, "Well, I really want to have my own apartment." And they were like, "Oh, they were, cool. yeah, you know." And 
like, your own stuff? I was yeah, like, that's right. Great. Like, I was like, wouldn't you love it if you could have your own bedroom from your brother? You know, yeah, when can that happen? Never. Yeah. We live in New York. <laughs> we fucked. Um, but, right? you know, like, you know, I, every at every turn we made a pot. Why are yeah. you and mommy not together anymore? Because it makes us happy to have our own houses. Oh, wow. Like, they yeah. Yeah. just, like, it was. Just, that's a really good way to, like, explain it to a small, their, so you know, their tiny young, little brains that can only, you know, like, they can process a lot, but, like, that's a good way. Like, you're selling it as, like, Here's the benefit. Here's Every, the features that's, of well, you it, could, you know? First of all, you could convince... I mean, my kids are five and eight, right? You yeah. convince a five-year-old murder is good. I mean, they're yeah. coming to you for all you're of like, their you're judgment. You're their main source of information. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so anything you can, you know, you can make good. But the truth is, right, like, that was easy. And then it became the same thing as doing the, like, you know, when we had to have the conversation when they start, you know, like, all right, some people have two moms, some mm-hmm. people have two dads, a mom and a dad. And then you do the same thing with divorce. Some people are married. Some people aren't married. Some married people have children. Some married people do not have have children. Some mm-hmm. people get married once, people get married three times. You know, you just start like pointing out here's what yeah. the yeah. world looks like. Yeah, you that know? there's no real normal, that yeah. this notion of normal is false. Right. right. And there's yeah. nothing negative. Like, I mean, there's, except for like the every once in a while, like, oh, we liked it when, you know, you, you guys could hang out together. And I, you know, what that's mm-hmm. that was the only thing you kind of can't go anywhere with that. And I was like, yeah, you know what? We do still hang out occasionally yeah. together. Yeah. You know, I... Um, I have a girlfriend. I live with my girlfriend. We've been together a year and a half, and uh, we we've all done the birthday party. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've all you know. I mean, and so I have to say, I do feel like lesbians are a little better. Oh yeah, <laughs> like we're a little better at this. Like oh, we, yeah. like the priority of like the kids need to be happy and see everything you know kind yeah. of copacetic. Yeah, we're, we're, like the Trumps all. Yeah. You know? yeah, and so like we're like, oh, we can do Christmas together, motherfucker. Yeah, right? yeah. oh yeah, like, we are not straight people. The children, you know, yeah. Yeah. children need to be kept happy. Everyone needs to be at the party. You know, like. Yeah. And so that's it, man. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, I'm okay, so many lesbians have mastered the art of. Staying friends with their exes. Oh my god! So, yeah. I know. Not me yeah. personally. Yeah, <laughs> I have not figured that one out yet. Uh, I'm good. I think I'm okay. I'm without okay. That. Yeah, I'm okay without that. Well, would you say then? It sounds like the decision to divorce was pretty mutual. Or yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was pretty mutual. I mean, it was certainly sad, and there was a, there was it was a lot of ups and downs. But um, yes, I would say that it was it was it was mutual, and it was about like all right, you know, we mm-hmm. want a happy house for our kids and like I said you know if yeah. you, your lovership part isn't going so well it's gonna start to rot out the other things and we could feel that we yeah. were, were getting a little resentful yeah. we were getting a little you know we were like eh this is and the kids are noticing and we're yeah. fighting and you know we, we had this moment and I, I, I remember because I <laughs> I was like we have really achieved like like some sort of equality we were in we were on a family vacation to a national park in Utah in a rented <laughs> minivan. Uh, and, you know, I'm driving and she's in the passenger. The kids are in the back. We have, like, the, you know, the park pass and we're going to, like, go hiking, which is, you know, just not really my thing. But I'm like, we're doing it. We're doing yeah. it. Like, here we are. I'm like, finally, I'm like a middle class American family. We're going to do this shit. Uh, and we got in this huge fight, and we start, we're, we're like just yelling at each other, which was really one of very few times with our kids in the back. Yeah. yeah. And for a minute, the snapshot of that scene is funny, right? Like, it's like, look at this. It's like lesbians, but they're like everybody else, yeah. ladies yeah. and gentlemen, terrible <laughs> summer vacation, you know, screaming at each other. Yeah. And I was like, we've achieved it. And then I was like, oh, man, this sucks. You know, yeah. like, this sucks. Like, the kids in the back, whoa, 
what is happening? You know, why? And, and, but we wasted no time. I think like yeah. that night we did our day in the park. We had a nice thing that night, put the kids to bed, went out, at, you know, and just were like, all right, we got to do something like this is not, we did not come this far. We did not create this family to be living some 1950s horror show. Yeah. You know, life of like screaming at each other in a car with the kids in the car. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. It, you know? Yeah. 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 That's good. Mine was less mutual, but also a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> well, yeah. How would you describe? Yeah, like what? 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 Like percentage would you assign to each of you for like the? You know, the cat. Like, what was the catalyst there? You think? I would say like because I remember when this went down, but I don't remember exactly. Eighty percent her decision. Yeah. So it. Well, no, it it was almost, it was mostly her decision, but like as soon as she brought it, I didn't fight it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to be married to somebody who doesn't want to be married to me. So, um, but, but basically to rewind a a little bit, um, one day I was using my ex's computer and I was looking up how to do something and I saw on Google or I was searching in her Google mm-hmm. and I said how to and then the like past searches kind of came up and it said how to ask for a divorce. Oh shit. <laughs> right? Oh shit. So I'm like, huh. Interesting. Interesting that Google remembers what you've been asking. Oh, right? Yeah. So I was actually really shocked at the time because it's not like we were fighting or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um she was unemployed and maybe a little bit depressed at the time, whether Mm -hmm. or not she would admit it. And it, um, I was like, I don't, maybe something's going on. I don't know. So I said something to her and I'm like, you know, something you want to ask me, but you don't know how. Mm -hmm. Really? That's like how you framed it? I I think so. Did you waste any time doing that or did did you say it right away or did you sit on it for a day or two? Like, you know. I may. I would have sat on it for a week, probably. I think. And, I think and I let sat it on just it a little fester bit. in my head. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I wasn't like, "Hey, get over here." Yeah. But I was like, "When is a good time to bring that up?" So I was like, "When, when did you Google that?" And she said, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was like after our trip to uh, Yellowstone, so national park. Wow, hey. national hey. parks are the kiss of death, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We actually." I loved uh, Yellowstone, but we it ended up not being a, a good trip, mm-hmm. and there was like some weird fighting in us, just like a lot of angry hiking mm. um, <laughs> and fighting. How very fitting, for, right? It was the way she hiked. It was angry. She yeah. was angrily stomping up the mountain. Yeah, it was angry hiking, and I guess it was enough to make I'm her. From Queens. Want I can't divorce. imagine anything but angry. Right. Yeah. Like, I we angrily get the, the mail. Like, I should say that. Like we just like got out at like the lookout. So we were right. like, look, great, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Get in by. Do we have a dinner reservation? Great. Yeah. It was probably angry because I, I was the one who wanted to hike, and she was afraid of bears. And oh, I'm like, yeah. get over it. Yeah. <laughs> but she was from Queens. This is the queen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, right. I, yeah. I mean, I feel her a little bit. A little bit. Um, and so then she was like, and, and that was maybe a, a while, you know, so it was probably like nine months earlier that we'd gone to Yellowstone. So I'm like. But she immediately brought that that up as like, oh, she, maybe She was I, saying that was probably oh, the time. I see. But then she was also like, oh, I don't, don't read too much into it. I Google a lot of things. I'm like, that's a pretty well. specific <laughs> thing. It wasn't like. <laughs> 
It wasn't like what are divorce rates. It was like how to ask yeah. my wife how I'm to unhappy ask. with right now. <laughs> how to not be married to her ever again. How to not be married to Carolyn Bergier yeah. ever again. It might as well have been that, right? Uh, and then like... <laughs> So so then, like, another time, um, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but I went to write a joke on Twitter that every time I lose a follower, I check to make sure it's not my wife. And it uh, <laughs> turns out my wife was not following me on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, all right, when did this happen? Right. Because that's, uh, so then I confront her about that. <laughs> and then it became this weird fight to have of you don't follow me on Twitter is a fight I've never wanted to have because yeah. it sounds so lame on the surface, but at the same but time, it means a lot. It means something. Yeah. That's such a weird thing that you're going to follow all of our friends. <laughs> yeah. And people, you, you're, you're telling me you don't want to be exposed to anything that I'm thinking or saying, yeah. you know, like that's what that is. Yeah. And she was like, well, I still read your tweets. So I'm like, well now <laughs> this is extra petty <laughs> yeah. that you just, like, don't want me to have the follower? Is yeah. That, like, what is this about, woman? Mm. So she was slowly kind of disengaging from... But then it was this, like, gaslighting, like, no, yeah. it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I'm like, this feels like a big deal, but okay, you know. And uh, at the same time, she wasn't supportive of me doing comedy. She didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I And to be fair, when we got married, I was entering a PhD program and I was going to be a professor. And this was this life we talked about where I was going to be this tenured professor and that um, we would have kids and I would, you know, be the breadwinner mm-hmm. and stuff. And then it all changed. I dropped out of the PhD program because I was miserable, mm-hmm. moved to New York and started doing comedy. Which and is the polar opposite of academia. <laughs> possibly the polar opposite yeah. of a life of academia. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she just wasn't supportive of that. And while everyone else in my life was very supportive of it, the one person I needed to be supportive of it was not. So I could feel that. So I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy. You weren't. In this I remember that. Yeah. 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 And it was, um, you know, we couldn't communicate well. And I, but in my head, I just felt this guilt. Like I made this commitment. I stood on an altar in front of my friends and family and I said that I would spend my life with you for yeah. better or for worse. Yeah. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make this work. And when she wouldn't talk to me about things, then I just started going to therapy myself yeah. to be like, maybe a therapist can help me talk these things through since my partner won't. Yeah. And, you know, I... I was so angry about it because I'm like, I have been so supportive of this person, whatever they want to do and have put up with like so much and felt like I'd been carrying the the weight of the relationship and it just really pissed me off. I'm like, so this is how it ends. Like you're the one that that's like leaving me. What the, you know? Um, But then it was kind of a relief. It was like, good. Now I don't have this, to carry that like mm-hmm. you you just know when the other person is not into it and 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 you know i i have sympathy for her in terms of like it's not easy to end a relationship and yeah you know while it would have been nice back when she googled that to have been like yeah maybe there is something <laughs> instead, instead of, of asking like, google maybe asking you know checking in with you you know like talking to you it seems yeah. like there was a communication like not even a breakdown. I just don't think it was ever really maybe there. Like she's not it a wasn't good there. communicator. Yeah. yeah. 
and and, yeah. and I knew that going into it, yeah. and it was something that that I had talked about. Um, so. So yeah, the divorce, you know, I did kind of take on this, like a little bit of a victim mentality of like, my wife left me. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, I was so glad because after after my one month of like, you know, crying until I thought I couldn't breathe anymore every mm-hmm. night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And waking up in the middle of the night to cry and uh, crying at work, crying mm-hmm. on the subway, you know, typical New York stuff. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. like... Right. Specifically tied to divorce in yeah. my instance. Uh, and then I got over it and like one day I just felt like this weight was just like lifted mm-hmm. and I felt like, oh my God, I feel like I'm myself again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my long yeah. divorce story. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you're married again? And now I'm married again. Wow. Yeah. So I got married again, and my wife was also going through a divorce at the time, and we were coworkers, and... Mm. We were hanging out one night and we were saying how we never wanted to get married again and how we Classic. didn't think people should <laughs> maybe get married. Maybe yeah. marriage isn't something you should do and that relationships are like mayonnaise and probably have expiration <laughs> Yeah. And that, you know, maybe you date someone for, for five years and then move on to, mm-hmm. to the next one. And I I was kind of feeling that, you know, I, I had a coworker and he's been with his girlfriend for like 25 years and they live in separate apartments because they're um, rent controlled. Mm. So they've been in New York for a while. They're not letting those go. They don't have kids, but they've been together for 25 years. And he's like, it's because we have our own space. 
It's because, wow. you know, and I'm like, that's kind of, and he's like, and we're together because we want to be. It's not because we feel like yeah. we have to be. There's yeah. literally nothing keeping us together other than love. And I'm like, there's something so romantic about this. Yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cut to yeah. me yeah. the altar again. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Happily married. Yeah, you are. Again. Yeah, absolutely. And happily divorced. Yep. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, I... I you know, I'm I'm 32, so a lot of my friends, you know, my friends that are single, um, especially friends that are straight, are are you know dating men now. Who now we're like at the age where a bunch of people are divorced. You know, like mm. oh she's dating a guy that's divorced, or oh he's he's he met this woman and she but she's divorced. And everyone says it in a way that's like, well that's a tick, a, you know, a tick the box in this column. Like well this is a con kind of thing, no. a pro and con. But it's not because all it, it is they know it's how just to a breakup. Like yeah. it's a fight. You wouldn't be like. Oh, I'm dating someone. Um, and, you know, she did have a breakup once. <laughs> right, right. Duh! Like yeah. everyone yeah. fucking has them. It's yeah. just it, it. It's it's simply the, that there was a legal element to it. You yeah. know, it's like it, that's literally all it is. It's a legal breakup. It's yeah. a breakup with some fucking paper. And I just think it's bizarre that like that is factored into anyone's uh, like assessment of a person. Sure. You know, when it comes to like relationships or dating, it's very silly to me. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just I just like. It's just, I just think it's hilarious. I think the I mean, whole thing. My wife's been divorced twice. Right. So. She broke up twice. She's yeah. had two breakups. <laughs> like that's, you might as well just say that. That's kind of how I look at it. But that was part of her not wanting to get, I mean, she didn't want to get married again because she, and she said, you know, I told my friends to f- come here and smack me across the face if I, if I ever said I was going to get married again. Because, yeah. but like the first two times she did it were again, it, it wasn't for the right reasons. Uh-huh. Um, and and the first one was to a man, so we know why that didn't work. Yeah, doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't hold that like I joke about it a mm-hmm. ton. Trust me. Yeah, there are so many divorce yeah. jokes at her expense just because she has one more than me. So I feel like I can <laughs> make fun of it. Right. But, right. Um. Yeah, I think people are kind of surprised sometimes with how lighthearted I am when I talk about divorce because anyone who like was close to me during the time like knew how devastated I was but then it is just like it was this weird thing like there was this person that I had no connection to before we met Mm -hmm. and then we our lives were intertwined and then they pulled back apart and now that person is flung back into the world doing whatever and it doesn't affect me and I don't know kind of nice yeah it is i mean i i would say you know another thing that i think is interesting is just uh you know is the reaction that you get from all the people in your life and i don't know if it's different for you because you didn't have kids with your ex-wife but like the the people in my life just absolutely being devastated that i was gonna that i was getting divorced oh I think yeah Mm-hmm. She surprised me a lot, and I think wasn't somehow was was tied to this the people feeling like we were these lesbian pioneers, mm-hmm. right? yeah. Like especially yeah. you know, like people were just like, "You guys were the first to get married. You yeah. guys were the first to have kids. Like if you know, if our leaders go down, right. you know yeah. what will happen to the rest of us." Yeah. Um, and so I I want to put it out there that this is like 
don't do this to people. Let's yeah. say, right? Like people are dealing with their own. Like you know, you'd go. I'd go to a friend. Let's say, I'd be like, all right, you know, just let, let you know. You know, I think I'm gonna get divorced, and they'd be bawling. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. This yeah. isn't about no, your like, turn to cry, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you were supposed to be there for me. Yeah. In my like no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but that that thing I think is kind of interesting, and I felt like was more intense because I was, you know, and I, you know, I don't know for you if it was a similar, but again. And I think it was the kids. Yeah, that probably factor, a lot to do with But it. it was like, wow, I didn't basically, I yeah. didn't realize the pedestal I had been put on. You yeah. Know? Um, Less so for me. I think the, the kids thing is definitely a factor. Yeah. One thing that kind of weighed on me was we had a beautiful wedding. Mm. We had such a great wedding. And so many people always told us that our wedding was their favorite wedding they'd ever been to. And... It was just, like, such a beautiful event. And then we had friends who had, like, never planned on getting married. And after going to our wedding, they're like, it made us want to get married and all this stuff. So that was kind of like, oh, we went through all of that. And we had this, like, big wedding and everyone, you know, and that feeling. But it was like, you just have to be like, who cares? Who cares that that we did that? What's the difference if we got, if if we had a nice wedding, like, good. Yeah, that, exactly. that was like that a was cool fun. party that we had. Yeah, I looked really nice. Yeah, and, uh, but now that's that's done and over. Um, my mother-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law, took the divorce harder than anybody. Harder than probably me or yeah. my ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, and wow. that. That's got to be another layer that I can't imagine is, is the families, like that the in-laws tough. and the extended so family. So we, we moved to New York and her parents live on Long Island and her, her sister and we were very close and they're a close-knit family and we saw them almost every week. We vacationed with them. I loved my in-laws. Mm-hmm. My in-laws were incredible. They were so supportive of me. They were so loving. They immediately took me in and treated me, you know, as part of the family and that was the hardest part yeah. of the divorce for me because it's not like they had disappointed me in any way. It's yeah. not like, like they were the ones who caused me any like emotional distress. Yeah. And um, they at first said, you know, we're not going anywhere. You're still our daughter. Mm. But in my mind, I was like, but I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same. And you're saying that. And I know eventually I'm going to be with somebody else. And like, you're right. just not going to want me over at the house anymore, you know? Yeah. And, um, do you still have any contact with them? I don't, I just actually sent them a card though, because, um, the, there was a death in the family. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, but no, like polite, but you don't like physically see them. No, I don't see them anymore. I only talk to my, um, my former sister-in-law and her husband because mm-hmm. we were really close and more, more so her husband mm-hmm. um, because that's like, I guess the most removed from yeah. mm-hmm. the, the family. So it's like the least weird that um, Mike and I are still friends, but um, they, you know, they would come and see me and so like take me out to dinner and send me cards at the holidays and that kind of stuff. But then once I told them that I was getting married and they seemed like very surprised and also kind of like nervous. Like I knew they thought I was moving too fast. I also couldn't really be honest with them about how happy I was. I felt because yeah. they were still, you know, because everything is 
the loaded part of that is like, I'm extremely happy without your daughter in my life. That's yeah. Like, you can't like, that's, I know. So they would the, be like, the, are you happy? And I'd is. be like, yeah, I'm happy. I didn't want to say like, I found my soulmate. She right. treats me like gold. Mm. I'm every day. I feel like I've won the lesbian lottery yeah. with her yeah. and, uh, life is better than ever for me, yeah. you know? And I, I <laughs> couldn't, that's what I was feeling. Right. And then I'd but, be like, no, I'm happy. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things are good. So yeah. after she, um, after my mother-in-law saw the, the wedding pictures on social media, she sent me a message saying that she still loves me and cares about me, but it hurts too much yeah. to see me happy with somebody else and that she had to like unfollow and yeah. Yeah. And cut ties. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's not, you know, I knew it had happened. I knew it was inevitable. I knew my ex-wife was not thrilled that, uh, her parents were hanging out with me. Just like I wasn't thrilled Mm -hmm. that my mom still talked to one of my ex-girlfriends, you know, uh, for years after I'm like, I want her out of my life. And that includes being out of my mother's life. Please stop, you know, exchanging holiday cards with her. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have a relationship with your with your in law your ex in laws at all? I mean, I know it's nah. I mean, not 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 too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, but all you know, I mean, I guess there's some social media connections. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a big social media yeah. person, so that probably like you know doesn't doesn't really put it. You know, it doesn't become a bigger thing. Um, but there certainly is no, there's no bad blood. And again, you know, when you have when you have kids, that's, yeah. that's it, right? Yeah. Married, unmarried, whatever. You have children with somebody; they're in your life forever, forever. Yeah. forever. And Absolutely. as are you know, will your in laws, anybody else? You know, you're that's it. You yeah, know, you're going to be together. So you you know, yeah, it's um, very different with kids and without kids because it, it yeah. was you know so easy for me to just kind of like close the door on yeah. on that chapter. Of my life, not not that like it's you know, like with kids, it gives you I guess a reason to yeah. Well, they're just you have this reason to just be like co-parenting is such an interesting concept to me because I know I know a lot of people that do it really successfully. Yeah, they me too. never would be able to parent the way they do if they had stayed together. But like, it's you're like you're kind of just kind of tagging in and out, and you're you're in this really special. I think it's a really special relationship to be a co-parent with someone. That's like that seems. It just seems like it's bigger than marriage. Like I just think it's, it's like even, absolutely yeah. bigger it's than, so it's much bigger. It's so much marriage. more yeah. important and like it's. Special I mean, and, and another thing you probably don't think, but not only will you have relationships with all these people, but your the relationship you have next has yeah. to be sort of at the least has to you know be kind of okay with everybody. I don't want to use like sort of the get everyone's blessing, but it's like, you know, they're like, well, this person is like my girlfriend now, right? Like before, you know, when we were dating and it was like getting, all right, we're serious. Yeah. Now yeah. it's time for you to meet my kids. Yeah. I First I have to go to my ex-wife and yeah. make sure that's okay. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. there's this whole other extended group of people that feel like, well, because this is someone that's going to be involved in the kids' lives. Yeah. The kids still, you know, I still have some decision-making ability about the kids because I'm their grandmother or their aunt or whatever it is. So like you're, you're, you know, the next partner has to kind of get everybody's seal of approval to, yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's, that's another interesting thing. Right. I mean, luckily I've, you know, I'm in, I'm in that because everyone loves my Everyone's girlfriend. Happy, yeah. Yes. You know, um, I, including my ex-wife, like, you know, she's lovely. It's great. You know, wonderful. And now mm-hmm. my ex-wife is dating someone and she keeps telling me, you're going to love her. You're going to love her. And I'm like, great. Yeah. You know, um, but this is stuff I think people don't don't think about, yeah. Right? Because the co-parent relationship is the only true 
forever relationship. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's it. It's the only one you can't opt out of. You can't, like, back... I mean, some people, or people that are deadbeat parents will, but, like, you know, it's just... Like, even my parents, I mean, I, you know, my parents had two kids together, my sister and I, and we're both like, she's almost 30, I'm 32. It's like, you still, they, but they end up in the same room sometimes even, you know, like, because they share grandkids now. And it's like, these two people are so fundamentally not fit to even be in the same fucking room, but like they're, yeah. but they have to be. And yeah. I still feel like an extreme amount of tension when on the rare occasion that they have to be in the same room. And I, I do kind of like, so I really do respect people who are able to have like a nice harmonious co-parent relationship because that lasts forever. And even when the kids are adults, it's like, we still feel it. And like, it's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting at being a kid of, of divorce. That was a divorce that was very necessary, but with, people who just absolutely do not speak anymore. Yeah. I'm always, I've always been a little jealous of, of friends that have parents who were like, yeah, they're divorced, but they, you know, they still, we get together and on holidays and stuff like that. So I think that's really special if you can build that when they're little yeah. and keep that going. Cause yeah. the, your kids are going to be 40 someday and you'll still be doing that. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah that's really cool. Um, did you find that that being divorced made you approach your future relationships with women differently in uh, terms of like were you geez. more hesitant to commit or obviously I wasn't but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know I didn't get a lot of time I'm I'm like one of these asshole people uh, I will tell this story so I um you know, I had because I was I was with my ex for thirteen years. So mm. I basically I was sort of married and in a committed relationship before there was such a thing as a dating app or online dating. Right? Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. I had missed this entire thing. Yeah. And if not, if 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 for no less than just like the sake of comedy, I was sort of like I have to go on Tinder. I yeah. have to find out what it is. I'm going to get all these crazy stories. I'm going to get all this material out of it. Like, you know, oh, yeah. like I just I wanted to participate in this shit show of a thing that yeah. everyone had told me about. Um, and so I was, you know, not. I was basically on Tinder for all of like six hours <laughs> when I met my current girlfriend. That I, yeah, wow, so I'm oh that God. asshole. She she was <laughs> as mad as me as everybody else, you know, because she was like, I've been single for a year, like fuck you, yeah. Like, yeah. Not this was not supposed to happen. Yeah, um, that's not that's like a Tinder not success story. Right. Tinder wants you to keep having bad dates, so oh, you yeah. keep using so the, you keep the using app. the app, right? But so yeah. I did not expect to like. I did not expect. I and of course I was like, oh, I'm gonna be single. I'm just gonna get like all the pussy. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like I don't want anything serious. Yeah. I yeah. have these two kids. Like this is gonna be great. I'm gonna you know whatever. Yeah. Um, and literally like I, I, you know, I met her, I, and I'm, I was like, this is a joke, you know, like, yeah. my, like <laughs> my girlfriend is that is civil rights attorney wow. who like used to be a model. Like she's like, you know, like you're just like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, like she walked into the job like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Like, you know, she's like this gorgeous, brilliant, perfect person who was excited that I had two children. And I was like. Oh, wow. man. Wow. Yeah. All right. You know. when it's I'm not right, going to get a single joke out of this. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's no joke. Everyone's just like, fuck, we hate you. Get yeah. off the stage. Don't yeah. ever tell that story yeah. again to anybody. You can't You can't fight it when it's you can't. right. I mean, yeah. honestly, like I said, we, we were like, we're not getting married again. And 
Cecilia was like, I can't wait to be a single lesbian. I've never been. Because <laughs> yeah. her, her first relationship with a woman was her ex-wife. But like through that, she was like, mm. oh, yeah, I'm like totally gay. And then she's like, I get to be a single lesbian in New York. This is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Aren't you excited? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to like, no. yeah, I don't want to be intimate with anybody. I just want to like focus on me and do my comedy and yeah. spend all my time in basements, right, on, right. In, like dark basements in New York, telling jokes into a microphone. And this is going to be like the year that I really like focus on everything and I'm not going to get distracted by women. Yeah. And then, like, mm. That's great. Amazing. Well, you guys had a, well, she was, yeah. I mean, so you guys, you did do that though. That was a really fun three days. Yeah. <laughs> That you guys each experienced being single. Yeah, right? Oh, God. Like a Monday through a Wednesday. It, it was really, it was like the the week that um, after my my month or so of just devastation that I finally was like, I feel great. I feel like myself again. I'm mm-hmm. like optimistic about life. I'm okay. I'm in a good space. I'm ready to like move my life forward. Mm-hmm. Uh and then, like, and then, like, that one week. minute later, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is gonna be so good for me, just being by myself and feeling like this good alone. Yeah, it's like I never, I never wanted to be a serial monogamist, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so it just doesn't work. Me being single doesn't work out. Like the longest I've ever been single, I think, is like five or six months. Uh huh. Maybe hmm. that's you know that's kind of a stretch of time though. Yeah. How, how how long uh from your divorce into your next uh relationship like what was your t- the time period? You know, it was it was not it was not a lot of time. You know, it's it, it, it I will say this, it's harder to calculate. I think, you know, between that remember I told you the the being at the national park yeah. and deciding that we were going to separate. Sure. Uh and, and then, then it's a whole process after that. Yeah, exactly. We, right, there's a process especially when you have kids. So we did like a thing called nesting that people can do that I would recommend if you have kids basically. So what we did at first was we rented an apartment and we didn't move the kids, but uh-huh. we would each switch off oh, and kind of tag like, out. Yeah. Yeah, no tag out, right? Yeah. And, go, and go be alone at, at the apartment for you know, we're doing the weekends mm-hmm. and then doing, and so you're not, you're not like rattling the kids, but they're getting sort of, you know, slowly introduced to just having one of you around, so, right? Ah. Yeah. Not seeing you together all the I time. I think that's a brilliant idea. That's yeah. awesome. It's, yeah, it's a thing. I've yeah. never heard it's of called that. nesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the new. I have a. I know some people doing that now, and it's like the the house. The house is the house, and that's where the kids live. But the yeah. parents go yeah. back and forth between an apartment. I think it's a brilliant idea because that's part of the trauma too of with. Like, I remember the stress of having to shuffle back and forth between yeah. houses that sucked. It was yeah. the worst, and I yeah. hated doing it. I hated when the that weekend would roll around, and it was just, like, so annoying. And I just, that that's, to me, that's really cool, because that kind of softens the blow of the whole thing if the, yeah. the environment doesn't change. So that's a good, yeah. that's great. So we, you know, we did, we we had to, like, you know, plan and do all of that, which mm-hmm. doesn't take five minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, all told, there wasn't, there wasn't much more than, you know, six months or something like that between yeah. these between these mm-hmm. two relationships, you yeah. know, uh, between like the decision that I we were divorcing to like me being like, all right, well, I get to go on Tinder now, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and try this out and be single. Yeah. And then that was like five fucking minutes, yeah. you know. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and now here I am and, you know, very likely going to get married again and, and have a 
more babies. Who knows? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Were, were um, there any name changes? Name changes? No. Okay. Uh, my ex did not take my name. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, my ex took my name. I see. I and see. then at one point said that she wasn't going to change it because she just doesn't like paperwork. And she's like, I don't know. It seems like a pain in the ass. And I'm like... My last name is very unique. Yeah. If it were like Smith or something, I would say I just fine, I wouldn't want that but, constant like reminder. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, that's what I of thought, course too. you change your I name. I thought then, it was kind of weird. Know? I think she came to her senses. I think she was yeah. like, yeah, no, this would be really effing weird to, yeah. to keep her last name. I'm like, yep, okay. Yeah, I think if I were to get married, I don't think I would do any sort of name changing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, but my kids have my last name. Oh, okay. cool. Um, yeah. But, but my ex-wife did not take my name. Um, and, but no, so we're not, there wasn't any, yeah. any need to change anything. Yeah. Th- that was why we did it for anticipating having kids. Yeah. And now Cecilia um, also took my last name. So yeah. obviously I'm not changing my last right. name. Right. <laughs> I'm unwilling <laughs> to change my hard to pronounce right. French last name. <laughs> um. Thank you so much for telling us all that. That was very interesting. Um, We're going to wrap up with a listener question. Uh Uh-oh. Ready to answer this one? This one's a doozy. (laughs) Oh, boy. So (laughs) we'll need as many queer minds on this as possible. Uh, So my friend is and always has been straight. She recently discovered that she is in love with her coworker who is a lesbian. Doesn't sound so straight to me. Yeah. <laughs> Got news uh, for your friend. Yeah, sexuality <laughs> is a spectrum, and I think she's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Anyway, um, they also have shared intimate physical moments. And this coworker, though, she's married and has a family and knows she's not able to pursue anything with my friend. Uh, Of course, the easy answer would be for my friend to find another job, but she enjoys seeing her every day and just being in her company. And I think the same goes for the other woman. Um, There's a lot of temptation, but my friend has been good lately. The coworker is all she thinks about. Um, But certain days she can't fathom that her coworker is able to be so casual with her and not want to be with her. Um, But then again, she understands that as well. It's a very emotional roller coaster. She tells the coworker that they need to distance themselves, but I think when they're together, it's a totally different story, and they just forget about all the stresses of detaching. Um, I have literally no idea what I should tell my friend. Um, Do we believe for a second that this is the friend? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Um, I'm like, and then the coworker was just thinking that maybe yeah. she, I'm like, hey, it's you, homie. Yeah. She, she did preface it by saying, seriously, this is a question about a friend. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Okay. With all the more. Uh, uh, is, is, is there more? Well, just a few more details. Okay. That the, um, they, they both believe that they came into each other. Okay. Now that's, I really do okay. think it's a listener. First of all, you're okay. both lesbians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> And she's beginning to think that the uh, the lesbian's wife is probably catching catching on and has mm-hmm. a sense to it. So this sounds mm-hmm. like a real. Oh wait, the coworker mm-hmm. is gay. Yeah. So, oh, so I see. okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's at friend. Friend. her friend is straight. Is her stri- friend in air quotes mm-hmm. is straight in air quotes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Is- in, a, is, in an emotional entanglement with a married lesbian. Yeah. Okay. And a little bit physical, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, kind of definitely curious about how far it's gotten physically, but yeah. my knee-jerk reaction is that this is a textbook emotional affair from yeah. the, uh, from the like, for the married woman to be having, and it kind of seems like she just likes 
maybe the flirtation of it and it's fun for her, but she has absolutely no intention, obviously, of leaving her partner, it sounds like, right? Yeah. Well, um, what is the what is this person asking? What's the advice they want? Yeah, here? like they just don't know what advice to give their friend. Oh, okay. So so the lesbian um like she said that she let this straight woman into her life because her marriage wasn't going well at that time, mm-hmm. but now she's trying to work on her marriage. She just I, I know she's saying that that the easy thing would be to find another job, but that's depending on what field you're in, that's not always mm-hmm. easy. No, yeah. It's not you always easy find to find another yeah. job. You just have to you know, end it. find within yourself, right? The, the yeah. to end it and say that's it. You know? Yeah, because yeah. you're kind of being taken advantage of in an emotional sense. Because if you have that kind of like intense crush on someone and that like non relationship relationship thing happening with them, you're not going to be open to meeting someone to having an actual relationship yes. that you're both cool with. You know, yeah. you're you're literally wasting your time and energy, and on someone who probably is well aware of what what's happening, yeah, and that enjoys. You know, is having fun with you, but she kind of gets to like have her cake and eat it too because she gets the stability of the relationship that she's in, plus the excitement of having this like other, you know, this crush at work or this person that they're just sort of like stringing and along a little bit. Not to mention, like, if this is the first ever crush you've had on a woman or whatever it sounds like, maybe mm-hmm. some physical stuff. Like, yeah. you know, we never, you never want to pursue that first one very no. much anyway, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. in, like, really, like, you know, yeah. it's time to say, okay, great, I learned from this. I might want to try dating some women or and and, and go ahead out there and do that. Right. Do like, that. That's, yeah. that's what... It might feel less. more the purpose intense. she served is just that. Yes. Like yeah. maybe introducing you to something you feel now that you maybe you are attracted to women. Yeah. But I, that's that's it. That's, that's all that is with that woman. Yeah. I think it probably feels more intense because it is her first experience feeling attracted yeah. to, yes, to a woman. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Where your friend is. We've all been where your, your friend your and friend. co-worker Yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah. All right. Good answer, ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara, where can people find your book, see you perform, um, hear your stories? Let's see. Well, I'll be um, – well, you can go to, you know, TaraClancy.com. You can find me on Twitter at TaraClancyMYC. Um, I will – I think my next Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is um, in a couple weeks. I'll be on in September. Great. Um, if you're in Chicago, you can come to a live taping of that. I'll host The Moth in D.C. in October. Um, and my book is, you know, anywhere you like to buy books, hopefully just mom and pop bookshops. But mm-hmm. if you want to, you can get it on Amazon, uh, The Clancy's of Queens. I like that. Support your local bookshop. Yeah, definitely. Don't put those lesbians out of work. Yeah. (laughs) That's our main industry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, even if it's Barnes and Noble, you know, I'm just like, I I don't want bookstores to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I like going into a bookstore. They're great. Plus save the environment with the packaging and all that. Mm -hmm. Fuck Jeff Bezos. He's the worst. Don't buy anything from Amazon. (laughs) Sitting on that pile of money. Yeah. All right. Well, you can follow us at Diking Out on uh, all of our social media. You can check out our website, dikingout.com. Give us money on Patreon, patreon.com slash dikingout to get uh, Diking Out pins and temporary tattoos. And extra content. And extra content. And uh, you can follow me at TGI Carolyn. You can follow me at the Sarah York. But only on Twitter. Only on Twitter. And thank you for listening and Diking Out with us. Dike Out with us next week. All right. Bye. Bye.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.